First Peter chapter two, verse one through 10. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Amen. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, this is one of the episodes where I kind of just want to read the passage Seriously. four more times and then <laughs> end the episode. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> passage today. And, you know, I, I just love how each of these passages builds on the next. Mm. You know, he starts today with, so. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever do that. you have, um the there's uh, a version of the Bible that's, I think it's called the reader's version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's no chapters yeah, or verses. Right yeah, yeah, I have one. And like, I was just reminded of that when you began reading. And if you've never, I mean, reader or listeners, if you've never just read through a whole book of the Bible, yeah. like it's such a encouraging thing because you begin to see like some of those connections like mm -hmm. we're talking about. And and Peter, it's so obvious, right? Because it's it's so, it's therefore totally. in light of this, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you don't it, have it these, all like, builds. Kind of little arbitrary breakups right. in between, exactly. which are helpful, but also unhelpful in a different way. Right. But I mean, once again, a lot of really beautiful Old Testament imagery, you know, sort of this temple imagery. And I mean, gosh, I love this. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Yeah. And we can, and then the royal priest said, gosh, so much. <laughs> but rather than me flapping my lips into the microphone, <laughs> the people are really thinking, shut yeah, up, Will. Yeah, yeah. What does Jordan Coughlin of think course, about this? Of course so they are. Please tell us. Oh, man. Well, I just want to Okay, here are two two thoughts. I mean, you could you could just talk forever about this. And then um, verses one through three, uh, you know. So therefore, like we we just talked about yesterday, we talked about the word of the Lord, the word being the good news, and we're now born again. Therefore, this this should look like something in your life, right? And and in this case, it's putting away certain things. And notice they're they're all. Um, they're all in relationship to other people. So malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander, it's all like you need another person in order 
for those sins to be realized, mm. right? Like it's malice towards someone. It's deceit towards someone. It's hypocrisy, you know, that people are looking and seeing my life slander towards someone, mm-hmm. um, which I'll come back to that. So therefore, instead, you know, we're, we're supposed to grow up into salvation, which again, yeah. like we've talked about, but there is a gradual transformation there. We're, we're on a journey of becoming more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're called to desire that, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're putting away things, but we're not just fighting sin. We're pursuing, we're pursuing something. Yeah. Um, if you've tasted the Lord is good. Come on. Every Christian has tasted that the Lord is good, right? I love that that's where he like, oh, dude. That, that. Uh, yeah, I love it. So that's one thing. But then the bigger thing, I what's amazing is, uh, in, in this passage, which I think we don't often think about, or I don't, um, several years ago, I listened to a, a preacher at a conference talk about this passage. And the point he made was the corporate nature of everything that's described. We tend to, use you know chosen race royal priesthood holy nation you know as individual like that's where we tend to immediately go to right Mm -hmm. like oh well i am called to proclaim the excellencies of god i I am a you know part of this chosen race but in the context and you mentioned it like he's talking about the spiritual house of god that that there's this temple like imagery of something being built up right Mm -hmm. and if you know your bible the 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 journey or the unfolding revelation is where is god's presence with his people right and so you had the tabernacle and then you had the synagogue and the the temple and the the unfolding revelation in the new testament is now the spirit of god lives in people right we're the temple yeah. of god but we're not individual temples yeah. We're being we're being put into something that is this larger temple, this larger building, this larger picture or or light for the world. And Jesus is the cornerstone. What is that? What is that building? What is that structure? Yeah. It's the church. Yeah. It's the church. And so when he says in verse 4, as you come to him, I think they're they're in in that is implied like when we gather together recognize that like this is happening this is who you are and and so we talk we talk often uh in our sunday services about this idea of like gathering and scattering right like we are we are all individually spirit-filled temples if you will of god um but then we also like come together as this fuller picture of that reality we're now like all different pieces of this temple scripture talks about like it being a body right like we're all we're coming together and we're we're, it's this body together so anyway i think that you know if you read it with that picture in your mind uh, you begin to see the significance of the gathering of god's people that we're we are called as a people of god when we gather together to proclaim, uh, verse uh, nine, to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Uh, That's what we're, that's one of the things we're doing. We're called to remember that we're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession. Um, So it's not like the only thing he's talking about, but I just think that's something we often miss 
where the gathering of God's people can become, it's just a meeting, right? It's just like another event in my life that I kind of schedule in um, rather than seeing it as, no, this is, this is God putting these stones together built on Jesus and it's supposed to reflect something to a watching world absolutely that god has done this work where there's now a people absolutely you know there's a awesome little story and numbers 11 it's kind of obscure there's these two men uh, eldad and medad uh and this it says that the spirit rested upon them and they started prophesying in the camp of mm-hmm. israel which is sort of uh felt like a little out of bounds. And so this young man runs and tells Moses, he kind of goes and tattles and is like, these guys aren't doing it right. And Moses says, are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, Mm. that the Lord would put his spirit on all of them. And, you know, he, he yearns for all of God's people to have the spirit. And then in Joel chapter two, there's this beautiful prophecy uh, the Lord is talking about his redemption and he says, yeah. it shall come to pass afterward, after that, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men yeah. shall see visions. This is the age that we live in, the the age where the church is filled with the spirit. That's And that's what Peter is speaking to. Yes. And we take it so lightly so often that we like have the Holy Spirit and that, our friends and family and fellow church members who follow Jesus are filled with God's spirit. And Moses would just weep. Mm. Joel would weep Mm. to know the reality that we see every single day. Mm. And that because of that, so many people who have seemingly nothing in common have all things in common because we're filled with the spirit of God. And, you know, I love Verse 10 is so amazing. I just want to get it tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> Once you were not a people, but now you're a God's people. I uh, I played this, I played keys for this conference at uh, North Metro Church a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it, it was just a, a beautiful time. It was fun to kind of sit on the back of the stage and like not lead and just, yeah. uh, you know, play and, and like watch this church do its thing. And beautiful people, beautiful time but they were doing baptisms one night mm-hmm. and it was similar to Christ's covenant, you know, people sharing their testimony. And actually the person who was baptizing would like read the person's testimony and then baptize them. Okay. But the guy who was doing baptisms that night was the youth pastor, I think. Um, it, but one of the pastors of the church and he's a, a young black man. And then the woman who's being baptized was probably young, like late twenties, uh, white woman. Mm-hmm. And her testimony was, it, it was very, it was an amazing testimony, very multifaceted, but, but one of the big parts of the journey was she got deeply sucked into white Christian nationalism mm. and she was just filled with hatred towards wow. other people, other types of people. Wow. And then just through this crazy journey, the Lord brought her to herself, she, or to himself, she repented and, you know, She's just since been filled with the spirit Mm. of the Lord, filled with love for others. And then this young black man baptized her and they hugged. And I was just like, (laughs) this should not be happening in the eyes of anything that any news outlet or secular, uh, you know, worldview would tell you. Like these people should be enemies 
and they are not of the same people in any worldly standard, but they are now God's people. And there was this, this, like when they hugged, I just had tears in Mm -hmm. my eyes. Like there's so much reconciliation and beauty and unity in Jesus that you will not find anywhere else in the world. Yes. Two people who have nothing in common, their stories would lead them totally different paths. And yet here they are hugging Mm. in love and in unity together, Mm. filled with God's spirit. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I mean, just, I just want to plug the gathering of God's people. Mm -hmm. You can't experience that Mm. if you're not there. Amen. And I mean, we're, we're coming out of, you know, COVID era and, yeah, I think Atlanta in many ways is there's like this assumed Christian culture, um, but tends to be largely segmented, I would say. Uh, but the importance of gathering with God's people to see and witness mm. and experience and be a part of what this passage is describing is one of the great joys yeah. of a Christian's life. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I, 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 I go to church pretty much every Sunday and I don't just go to church, but you and I like, we're, we're leading, we're serving, we're doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have to fight the, the battle at times of like, man, this is just something I have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think for every Christian, it's, it's important to be reminded, no, this is something we get to do because we get to come and we get to experience something together yeah um i read a book a while ago and it it talked about the difference between me being a fan of i think it was talking about football uh and like celebrating alone in my house wow yeah versus like being in a stadium brian denny stadium on saturday in october that's not what i was thinking of but sure go ahead old Todd brothers Uh, but think about that. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're a sports fan, I think you can readily see and know the difference. Mm. I celebrate something by myself; it's great. Yeah. But when I celebrate with a bunch of other people, it heightens it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. It is amazing. Yeah. And so I think, like that, is part of the blessing of gathering together with God's people is we get to experience this thing together. We're not lone spirit filled Christians. There's like a concentration of spirit filled people. And that means that that gathering yeah. is spiritually charged and it's both, it's both ordinary and it's extraordinary, mm. right? Like it's ordinary in the sense of we just come and, and all the laws and regulations that were required for the temple, like we don't have anymore. Yeah. And that's what Hebrews talks yeah. about. It's, it's ordinary. We just, we come and we sing together and we pray together and we hear the word together and we take communion together but it's extraordinary, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are are participating in these incredible realities where once we were not a people, we were lost and we were alone, and now we are God's people together. Mm -hmm. I mean, amen. It's something, just to reiterate, that the prophets would have wept. Yeah. They would have wept to see it. Yeah. And so we should be grateful. We should uh, rejoice and take advantage and proclaim the excellencies of christ beautiful sunday's coming sunday's coming all right well for your two out favorite alabama fans julian coughlin (laughs) (laughs) and will carlisle i'm undeclared we will see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm
Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.